how it is. Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome in. This is Slow Your Roll. I'm Dominic Lorenzano, alongside writer for the Yaki Wave Report, as always, Jesse Caulfield. And uh, we got a ton for you on tap today. Last week, we did a total week one overreaction special. We'll get back to our normal talk this week. Uh, some NFL, some baseball, some other things thrown in there, maybe even a little hockey, you know, but... Pats trounce the Jets. We're going to talk about that, why the Jets are about to ruin another poor kid. Um, some interesting thoughts on the overpriced quarterback market and just how the NFL could be fixing that. Also, we're going to talk these baseball pennant races, a lot of them coming down to the wire, not just the Sox over in the National League as well. It's crazy town. We're going to talk about our take on the media, a lot of Urban Meyer criticism and what we feel about that. Uh, that and much more, our Darwin Award and Weekly Tommy Update, as always, all on the show for you today. But from that, Jesse, I'm going to turn it over to you to get us started today. Go, Jesse. Thank you, Dom. That was lovely. Uh, but we don't talk a lot of hockey on this show. Well, the season hadn't even started yet either. That is true. It's mostly, we, but also we just love our baseball and football. Oh, we do. Um, however, I wanted to start the show with... I'm going to turn this up again, actually. You do that. So I can hear myself. Uh, We're going to start the show with a little hockey because it is starting soon. You know, rosters are getting kind of finalized for the most part. And my man, Big Z, just signed another contract. He's 44, older than Tom Brady by a couple months. And he's still got it. He's still playing. The reason I want to rant about this is because, well, Dom, that man should be here. That man should still wear that C on his chest for the Bruins. Uh, and I forgot my notes, so this might be a little messier than I intended it to be, but let's go. So the reason I wanted to talk about I've wanted to talk about this for like two years, but I didn't have a platform. Now I do. So let's go. So he signed yesterday, two days ago with the Islanders, the team that drafted him, fun fact. Uh, one year, seven hundred. And fifty million dollar no seven hundred ninety five million dollar contract wouldn't have made that mistake if my notes were in front of me seven hundred ninety five million dollar contract the same contract he got last year from the Capitals and he is old he's not quite the same player he once was he's not the best defenseman in the world anymore but he still got it during that little run we had last year I don't even want to call it a run you you lost in the second round you need to make it to the third round for that I, I was gonna say Boston has higher standards than that yeah um. But in that playoff, you know, we we dealt we played the Capitals in the first round. Actually, we made him, Big Z, look a little foolish at times, to be honest. Make him look a little old, if that's an argument against me. However, we played with him for years. We know how to play against him. So that's that. Uh, but the entire time playing the Islanders, the team he is now on, but in the playoffs last year, I just thought, especially after all your defensemen was going down with injuries, Carlo, um, I think Mike Riley had one for a little bit. Lausanne was injured for a little bit. Uh, you, I kept sitting there saying to myself, we could really use a Zdeno Chara right now. A big man to, you know, eat a couple minutes and can eat tough minutes, physical minutes. Minutes where they're going to try to beat you up. Because once we have a guy, we have a guy named Charlie McAvoy, the future. He's great. I love him. He gives that number one. He's that first line guy that we need. And that Chara is not that anymore, and I'm fine with that. But you need someone else who's tough. Because when Carlo went down and um, Kevin Miller went down in the playoffs last year, the Islanders clearly, and they should have, targeted a guy like Charlie McAvoy. If he's on the ice, just beat him up. 
doesn't matter. Just beat him up. Finish your checks. Make him wish he doesn't he doesn't want to play. Make him not want to step on that ice. Um, but to, if you have a guy, it doesn't even have to be playing with him on the line, but another guy like Chara, you can give him a little more rest. And a guy that can stand up for him and say, like, hey, don't touch him or you're going to deal with me. And no one even no one even wants to fight a 44-year-old Chara. Nobody does. He's too big. He's too strong still. And he, he still wanted to be here. He's like, yo, I will take that lower contract. As he's clearly willing to do, he's making less than a million dollars this year and last year. And he just wanted that hometown discount. And the Bruins offered him something two years ago. I don't know the exact figure, but in his contract, his old contracts, he would have the captaincy in his contract. You can't strip me of that. And he would have, um, like, he would, you know, play every game that he could, unless he's injured, obviously. He, they want, they told him, he's like, if you sign with us, you're going to be, you're going to sit a lot. We're going to place you, you're not going to play some games, you're going to sit out some games, we're going to give you some rest. And he didn't want that. Last year was a shortened season because of covid and they picked Kevin Miller over Zidane Ochara. 33-year-old Kevin Miller for 43, over 43-year-old Zidane Ochara. Which, like, you know, on paper, the age thing is like, well, that's a no-brainer. However, 33-year-old Kevin Miller had not played in about a year and a half because of injuries. Kevin Miller played 28 games last year of the 56 games because of injuries. He got one goal, two assists, was a minus one. And I liked Kevin Miller. He's pretty good. Physical guy. Really loves to hit, can really fight. Um, could have used him if he could stay healthy, but he can't. Uh, Zidane Chara, 55 out of 56 games last year. Uh, I think I don't don't have my notes. Left him at home. F me. You really screwed the pooch on that uh, one. <laughs> I did. I think he had three goals, eight assists. But he, I do know he was a plus five. That's one that stood out to me. He was a plus five. Um, and, you know, on a team that were, you know, Capitals were good. They made the playoffs. But very heavily offensive, yeah. so which means he gives up a lot of goals. So having a plus minus of five, I thought was, you know, still pretty good for him. And I don't know exactly. I really tried. I didn't have a lot of time. But I tried to find exactly what our cap space was last year. I couldn't, but our cap space this year right now is just over a million dollars. So you can't afford Chara. However, that is before the season starts, which means John Moore, who's still sadly on this team making, I think it's $2.5 million, just to be injured, um, is taking up cap space. A guy who also just sucks. Kevin uh, John Moore sucks. I don't like him. But you picked him over Zidane Chara. That's great. Um, so wait, they, they have two different sort of replacements? For they, Chara and both are, both are not really working. Oh, we're getting there, Dom. Uh. They had, last year, like you know, the point of letting Chara walk was we're gonna go with the young guns. We're gonna let the young kids, the Lozans, the Clifflins, the Zaboros, give it a shot. However, a couple weeks into the season, you realize that this, if you want to make the playoffs and if you want to be good in the playoffs, you can't ride these kids. They're not good enough yet, and it looks like some of them they're just never gonna be good enough. Zach, Jacob Zaboro, I'm looking at you. Uh, but a guy like. Loves on, sure. Like, I was willing to deal with the growing pains of someone like him. However, I would like to deal with the growing pains of him playing next to someone who that can overcome his growing pains and can teach him mm. about them. A guy like Zidane Char would have been Lausanne's perfect partner last year, but whatever. 
And that that's also a guy you don't have this year. He was selected by Seattle in the expansion draft. You don't even have Lozon. So now you're stuck with Connor Clifton and Jakob Zaborl, who are just not they're not good enough. They're not gonna be good enough. If you have Connor Clifton as your like seventh defenseman, like, okay, that's nice. But I don't I'd rather a Chara. I'd much rather as a Dano Chara. You know? And then last season when they figured out these kids just weren't good enough, they started trading for guys like Mike Riley and then signed him to a $3 million contract that I don't agree with. They started picking up guys like Jared Tenorti off waivers, who did pretty good. He's a physical guy. But you know who else is a physical guy? Zdeno Chara. So I'd rather have a guy like Zdeno Chara, who was better than Jared Tenorti. There's a reason he was on waivers and Chara wasn't. And through all that last year, through all those young kids and picking up these guys at trade deadlines and through waivers, I guarantee that all costs more than one Zidane Ochara. Mm. And you, again, you signed Mike Riley, who did pretty good. He's got an offensive mind. I'd like him as your bottom two, your top six kind of guy. Um, but you signed him for $3 million. That's mm. like at least top four money. And I don't want him in your top four. Mm. So, uh, I mean, that's for the most part it. I'm just mad at the Bruins for moving on from it. And even like last year in that cup run, like after we beat the Capitals, I wasn't happy. I was a little bit. I'm like, yeah, we're moving on. And I was like happy to get the Islanders. I was like, yeah, that's a beatable team. It wasn't. But hindsight. <laughs> um you never know. You never know who's beatable in hockey no, anyway. No, sh- sure. Um and it was like it's actually I really felt the Islanders were more beatable. It's just for the Bruins personally, it was a bad matchup. I think the Penguins were a better team last year. This, this, the Penguins would have been just a personal better matchup for the Bruins. Um, but I didn't see that at the time. Mm. And however, even in beating the Capitals, I literally just felt as a fan, I would, I was like, Char should be here. If they won that ring, which you're, you weren't going to beat Tampa Bay, you just weren't. Thirteen million dollars over the cap. No one was beating them. Um, but even if we did, they had a nice advantage in that championship, though, didn't they? That couldn't they have fans in their arena and uh, the can- Canadians oh, couldn't. Uh, that they makes had, a difference. They, they had a the Canadians had a much smaller capacity. Yeah. Um, but even still, the Canadians shouldn't have been there. But that was that was fun to watch. I'm going to be honest with seeing the Canadians there uh, for different reasons. But like the entire time, I was thinking, even if you win, I'm not satisfied because Char should be here. Char should be here with us. Char should be the one lifting that trophy eight feet in the air higher than anyone ever has. Um, He should be here for that. And heck, guess what if they do it this year? I'll have a different rant one day in a couple months. You know why? Because Krejci's not here. Foreshadowing. We'll have that same rant. I mean, could they have avoided that, though? It kind of sounds like they couldn't have avoided that one. The Krejci one? Yeah. Um, It's a little different. We'll get into that rant come springtime. We'll get there. That's a different discussion. This is about Big Z. Okay. The spoked Z, which someone just, how did no one think of that? Spoke Z, the spoke B, spoke Z, Big Z. Anyway, that's marketing. We're not about that. Uh, We tried with the Indians. Oh, yeah. I forgot about that. And the the Guardians. Yeah, exactly. The Rockers, whatever we said. The Spacemen. The Flow. Sure. The Progressives. (laughs) Um, but that's, that's mostly, I'm just mad at the Bruins. I'm mad at how they handled this. I'm mad at how they're handling the defense situation in general. It's not just about Big Z, although I would love him to be here. You know, it's kind of the same thing with Tom Brady. It's like, he just, I don't care if we suck. He should be here. 
Like have some. It's not about the player. Does How, it feel nice that maybe they're about to turn the page and start new? The Bruins? Well, I'm at the Pats. Oh. Yeah, no, a little bit with the Patriots. But we're not with the Bruins, so that's why I'm more upset. So, like, it's about the team. It's about the organization. However, sometimes that organization needs to say, you've done a lot for us. We're going to throw you a bone. Because what did you actually have to lose last season? I don't even know. You 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 learned some things about your young guys that you could have learned anyway. They suck. Heck, maybe if you had a, a char here... Maybe Lausanne wouldn't get as much playing time, and maybe they would have picked somebody else. Seattle. How much was Chara when he first left the Bruins? How much did he get? He got the same contract last year that he did this year. One year, $795 million. He got that much money? That's not a lot. I mean, you know, it's a little different for hockey. Wait, Wait, you said million. Did I? Yeah, no. Which I one, thought you meant as seven point nine million. One year, seven hundred ninety-five thousand thousand dollars. Okay, cool. Okay, uh, you said mil. both this year and last. You year. said million, so I was like, does he no, mean seven point nine? And I was like, that still seems like a lot. I almost said hell? I almost <laughs> said million again in yeah. my correction. So no, I definitely probably we're, said we're used to talking about baseball and football. All the yeah, time, so. no, the money is different in hockey. It's just there's just less of it. <laughs> yeah. um, so what is that what is that rank tier wise as far as hockey contracts? I mean, that is a great prospect money. That's what that is. That is only a prospect. That money. is low end. You that is you might sit for a couple games. So we really wouldn't have been that big of money. a cap hit. No. Okay. That yeah, kind of sounds like they 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 treated this wrong. And like that's the thing. He went into free agency last season being like, I'll take a discount. And he had, a, like, I think it was like a $3.4 million contract mm-hmm. going into that free agency. So I'm sure he was like, yo, give me like $1.5 yeah. a million, something like that. And they maybe were like, no, a million dollars. And even think, I'm fine with a million dollars. I was fine with $1.5. Um, it's just the only problem was they told him, you're not going to play every day. You're not going to play every game. We're going to arrest you, which he's, I don't even think is the worst idea in the world. He's 44. Yeah. Um, that could really help, especially like you get into the last couple months of the season. Give him some, just a little rest. Just, hey, Z, we want you for playoffs. We're just going to rest you this game. But you got tomorrow. You're playing tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Like, rest him for the back-to-backs, maybe. But, like, I understand Z is a big competitive guy. He doesn't want that. I don't blame him for walking away. I blame the team for how they handled the situation. Yeah. I, I, that that seems fair, and uh, I mean, other than asking the contract hit and stuff, I don't have a ton to add to that, because you're not the only one I've heard say this, although I, I will say my brother, who's very into hockey, laughed that Char got another contract and said he should retire. No. I don't think he should. I Here's the thing. If also, if just a player out there, if you're if teams are willing to pay you and you want to play, play until you die. <laughs> Yager, you sound like Daniel Tosh. Yager wanted to die on that ice. He's almost 50. He played until he was like 47 in the NHL. To the finally the NHL was just like, no one wants to sign you. However, he's still playing in Europe, where it's much less a physical game, so he can. Mm, okay. Um. So like, I'm all about that. Now, do I always want them on my team? No, but like, you know, it's it's kind of nice to see. Just play. Oh, he's still going. Good for him. He's still making money. Well, anyway, I think, as I said, I don't have a ton to add to that. So, And you're not the only uh, no, we all, Bruins, I, Bruins I feel, fan that I've really heard Generally, Bruins this. fans feel this way. Yeah. 
after a couple years ago of us all trashing, not uh, not even me, I didn't trash him. I always was a defender of this man. But like a couple years ago, he were like, he was done. He's trash. No, he just didn't play with anybody. Then he played next to a guy like Charlie McAvoy, and suddenly he was good again. Mm. It's almost like it's not just about the one defenseman. It's about his pair. It's about his partner. Mm. So, but Zanay Dachar, I also feel, is someone who makes almost everyone better. Yeah. Size alone. Like, you know, he understands he's old and he's slow now, but he understands he's still got size. If I stand in front of the net, no one else can stand in front of the net. I'm pushing you away. You're going to come near me? I'm just poking it away from you. I got a 15 and a half foot reach. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, we can move on, though. Yeah. All right. So from that, rapid fire news. We will start it off with some baseball talk. As we said, we're going to talk baseball pennant today. Red Sox 5-1 and one since we did the last show. Finally, thank God for the Baltimore Orioles. I've said that multiple times here over the second half. They do wonders for your record. Uh, Yankees 4-3, and three, Jays 4-2. and two. At this point, the Red Sox uh, leading that spot for the second wild card spot. Jays right behind them. Uh, from that, the National League race. Cardinals. The shenanigans that the Cardinals pull somehow back from the dead. An eight-game winning streak. Uh, now they lead the wild card race by three games. We didn't even do the Fat Lady segment on the Cardinals back when we did it because we just felt like it wasn't even worth it. Nope. Uh, I haven't from thought that, about them in like a month. The NFL, not going to do the whole thing like last time. We'll go over some of the key, some of the teams that we all know as Pats fans. Bills put down a savage beating on the Miami Dolphins, 35 to nothing. Tua threw four passes before he was uh, injured on a sack. I, I don't have the update on uh, what things are from there. From there, Jacoby Brissett took over. I just heard um, it's ribs. But it was a, it was a savage beatdown by the Bills. Uh, Pittsburgh did what Pittsburgh seems to like to always do, especially after a big win, and that's lay an egg. Uh, they lost to the Raiders 26-17 at home, by the way. And that was after the Raiders had a short week because they played in the Monday night game. So that's pretty bad. We knew they'd be good for one upset, though. And finally, Lamar Jackson and the Ravens finally take down Mahomes and the Chiefs 36-35. Uh, from there, some local stuff. Beverly... Great in their first game, went on the road, and, and they looked very uncomfortable. Uh, they, they were just not really caught a key mistakes in that game and never able to get their feet underneath them. North Andover takes them down 34 to nothing. Uh, the score is a little worse than the game actually was. I was there. Um, they had some nice drives, fumbles and stuff, kind of ruined it. Uh, in the NEC for else, Danvers 28 nothing over Haverhill. Marblehead continues its dominance, putting up 54, which is hard to do in high school, especially in this state. Uh, Beating uh, Lynn Classical 54 to 20. Lynn. Malden Catholic uh, continues Gloucester's uh, horrendous slide in their football program uh, 31 to nothing. And Mass Economic 35 24 over Peabody. Swampscott taking down Lynn English 41 to 14. So there's your news for football around the NEC in this area. And that has been Rapid Fire News. And from that, guys, we are going to take a quick break before we get into Patriots talk and uh, also the Zach Wilson and the Jets. I would love my nose for that.
And we are back here with Slow Your Roll on the Starship Enterprise. Uh, we're going to talk... Because I, I got the headphones like this. Oh, um, I didn't even see that. Uh, so we're going to talk some patriots. We're going to talk the disaster that is the New York Jets organization and what to do about it. But first, let's just break down what we saw out of our local beloved patriots. And to be honest, I don't think there's a lot to talk about on the patriots end because they played the Jets. And we all have to take everything we saw... With a grain of salt, I do want to take. I do want to talk about the Pats, at least in the sense of the Pat, uh, the Patriot haters that I always hear, um, criticizing Mac Jones and be like, "Ah, oh, still drinking junk. They didn't even score that many points. Rare, 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 rare. Nothing over the top. The all these drives and all these drives in, in jet zone that didn't come up with that many points. Listen, the way you play the game changes on the opponent. Why the heck am I going to have my quarterback in his second game? start forcing the ball way down the field when I know the other team ain't going to put up points. The last thing I want to do is give them extra things, especially when they gift you two turnovers right away, by the way, on their first two drives. No, I'm going to be honest. I really think, because I went and we watched the highlights, I really think, it what sold it for me was that little, you know, you see that trick play they did? Yeah. Where they did like the little double pass back to Mac Jones, which just turned out to be a little kind of short gain. I'm not a short gain, like you know, it was only 10 yards, but it was just a, it wound up just being a little pass to Janu for a gain. But I think they literally called those plays, treating this almost like a preseason game. Yeah. And they said, we're just going to try some things. We're just going to see how you do with like a trick play. Can you handle it? Are you going to mess it up? Uh, and just stuff like that. They treated this like this game almost doesn't matter. We're going to win, whatever. Not that I say think Bill was in the room being like, hey, we're going to win this game because that's obviously not Bill. But I just think the offensive game plan might have been, we're going to try some things because we feel pretty good about Our chances to win this game. And especially when they gift-wrapped you two turnovers right away. Sure. I mean, NFL games are already so close all the time. A lot of times they're even decided by turnovers. When you already have given your opponent two extra drives, like, your win percentage, even though this is the first quarter, plummets so low from just two turnovers. And the first two drives, Zach Wilson got picked off. Like, that was kind of a... As soon as that happened, I was like, they're probably going to coast the rest of the way through this one. (laughs) I mean, at no point did I feel, what's the word? I don't even want to say pressure, but just any, like, my heart rate was just constant the entire time. Like, this is fine. This is whatever. It'll be cool. No matter what happens, it'll be fine. Yeah. So, and then, yeah, he immediately, they're just immediately turning the ball over, and it's like, well, it's mostly just like, what am I going to see out of Mac Jones today? Yeah. And it was fine. Yeah, nothing flashy, nothing special. But they didn't need to do anything either. That's the other thing. You just do what you need to do, and they didn't need to do anything. No, actually, to be honest, the the biggest thing that made me happy about the offense was seeing that like James White still got it. Oh yeah, yeah and the White, running the James running White game is. looked good, but we figured it would look good. T- True. To be honest, I that game did offensively. It gave me some questions about the offensive line. Mac Jones had he took a couple sacks. He was okay. running a little bit. Well, I said there this, was some pressure. I, I said this when I made. I mean, you don't look at the Instagram as much because you don't have an Instagram. But when I made like my betting picks for the week, um, I took the the Patriots to cover at five and a half. Thank God. Um, but when it got bet up to six, I was kind of telling people maybe you shouldn't take it um, because as much as we don't like the Jets, the Jets' D line is actually pretty good. Mm. It's actually the strength of their team. Their defense is not incompetent. I did read an article. It did make me laugh. Not that I think like there's good players on this Jets team, um, 
just scattered about kind of mm-hmm. um but i i read an article from barstool um just breaking down the game from a jets fan's perspective um and they were putting in the article that like yo i still think this could be a playoff team and i was like whoa bro oh come on they said they're a quarterback away from being a playoff team and i was like whoa whoa <laughs> who is your wide receiver Corey davis he had one catch it's a great number two james jameson crowder didn't play he was hurt still it's good number three <laughs> Uh, I'm I'm glad that you brought this who's up. Who's your tight end? Who's your running back? Tevin Coleman. Yeah, great. <laughs> he's 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 a third. Hey, Braxton Berrio, seven catches, seventy something <laughs> yards. Good for him. He's a fourth trigger. Yeah. <laughs> so no, that's crazy, and I'm glad you brought this up because this actually takes me into what is what is going to be about like almost a mini rant. Okay. The New York Jets are about to destroy another young quarterback this poor man I watched Zach Wilson at BYU I liked Zach Wilson the minute the Jets drafted him I said oh it's over his career is over what did you say yesterday we were talking about the combine about Zach Wilson what did you say it was funny oh I got that from Matt Reardon but Matt Matt Reardon said I I, I bet Zach Wilson wishes that he tanked the pro day (laughs) so he slid to 15th and got drafted by somebody else um, but this takes me. Wasn't to- Mac Jones picked fifteenth? Yes, that was the joke. Um, here's the thing. Okay, you can't keep doing this to quarterbacks. You bring these poor kids in. Yes, they right can. Out of- They're not moving that team. <laughs> they keep bringing these poor kids in straight out of college. Put them behind new head coaches, horrendous offensive lines, terrible assistants and coaching, terrible ownership, and no offensive weapons. They keep ruining quarterback after quarterback. Now, fair game to you, maybe Geno Smith wasn't an NFL quarterback. Probably not. Sam Darnold looks pretty good in Carolina right now. Did you have faith in Mark Sanchez? I think Mark Sanchez was decent until they started asking him to do stuff that he shouldn't have been doing. Mm. I mean, he didn't he make it to two AFC championship games? He made it to one. I don't know about two. Yeah, I think you're right. He did make it to one. I think, and he definitely made... Multiple when they asked him to, when they asked him to be a game manager, play good defense and run the ball, I was like, it works. And you then, also need a running back for that. No, I know. And then they started trying to give him more stuff, and it wasn't going to work. Hmm. I don't blame him a ton for the Sanchez thing, though. They just needed to realize what Sanchez was and when he wasn't. But well, it starts they with are these now awful coaches they are hiring. No, I know, and, and but all of it isn't even coaching. Robert Sala might be a good coach. But the, the philosophy of the GM and the people up there is that we are going to get a quarterback, we're going to get a young quarterback, and he's going to solve all our problems. You can't do that. You can't keep doing that. We, as a society, I'm saying it right now, the NFL needs to come down and we need to do something about this. If Zach Wilson, if they ruin Zach Wilson, which they're going to ruin Zach Wilson, let's, let's make a rule. Jets, you're not allowed to draft a quarterback in the first round until you spend like three or four drafts building something around him or you get rid of your owner they are they are it's criminal what they're doing to these poor kids man it's horrible zach wilson has been sacked 10 times in two games i think i saw uh against carolina uh i think he got hit another like five or six times he got hit an additional four times in the pats game Uh, i think he was sacked four times against the pats six times against carolina 
So physically he's being beat up. His confidence is going to be gone. And there's nothing around this poor kid at all. So the New York Jets are once again about to destroy another poor young quarterback. We knew and this that is going into do. the draft, though. No, I know. We knew what they were going to do. I Yeah, I, and I was just imploring anyone who would listen. I think, about, I think even a lot of Jets fans might even have thought this. You should have kept Sam Darnold. Even if you don't like Sam Darnold. I know I like Sam Darnold more than you like Sam Darnold. But you should have kept Sam Darnold just to not repeat the same mistake again. There were so many teams that needed a quarterback. And we talked about it, I think we talked about maybe even in the first episode that we did this show, or at least mentioned it so many times. For the first time in a while in that draft, there were so many teams that were actually decent teams who didn't have high picks who needed a quarterback. You could have caught a haul of picks if you traded that pick. And you could have started rebuilding your team and making sure that you were giving Sam Darnold the best possible chance to succeed. And even if Darnold still failed, there was going to be a structure in place for when you finally brought in another young quarterback. So I, I want a little mini rant there. I, w- I want your opinions on this. Am I overdoing it? Or like, like to me, it's, it's very simple. You can't keep doing this to quarterbacks. No, because uh, I mean, because then what are you going to do with your next really good first overall pick? You're going to use it on another quarterback? No, you really shouldn't do that. I mean, I obviously assume they're going to ride Zach Wilson for at least a couple years. I don't know oh, how. Yeah, they will. How many did Sam Darnold get? Three, four, even three years. Okay, with Adam Gase. So, like you know, they're going to be awful this year. They're going to have a good pick next year. What do you take with that pick? A lineman, offensive lineman? Do you try to take a game changer? Do you try to? You got to take uh, an offensive lineman. Okay, because he's getting beat up. Uh, I mean, I wonder why you didn't take one this year. Because apparently, I was told there was a lot of depth. With linemen this year. I don't know. They could have. Because they needed a quarterback. Mmm. Mmm. You need a new franchise. That's what you need. You need a new you need a new one. Who is their owner? Do you know? Uh Woody Woody Johnson, isn't it? I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. Isn't it? I dude, I, I Robert says it so many times. Oh and now well, I'm, that's because he's a Jets fan. Well, I know. I shout out to our producer Robert. I'm very sorry. Although I did tell him about that I was going to talk about this before the show. The Jets and the Mets. The Jets and the Mets. <laughs> but like um Poor Robert. I mean, we were talking about last night. We it kind of transitioned into a Jacksonville Jaguars conversation, but yeah. I was like, you should move this franchise. You should like brown this team. Like I mean original Browns, like that are the Ravens. You can't now. move a franchise out of New York. You kinda can't. The market's too big. Yeah. They just need they need new ownership. They have too many teams. Share the wealth. I, I bet you they make money and they draw fine. I don't know. Who do you think makes more money? The Giants or the Jets? Oh, the Giants. Okay. Who do you think makes more money? The Bills or the Jets? I think Bills. Actually, they were talking about moving the Bills. I wouldn't be shocked if it's the Jets, bro. I kind of wouldn't either based on location. I think the But I will team, absolutely say the, the only ba- Bills in- Mafia has more Oh, it's a more loyal uh, fan base. But yeah, probably. But the sheer numbers of like marketing and stuff that you can do is still limited to the fact that you're in Buffalo. I guess. Yeah. The Jets are everywhere. Yeah. There's so many more people in that area. The Bills, yeah. But the Bills are a better fan base, no doubt about it. But I love Bills Mafia. Yeah, I hope they don't move that team. No, they'll be devastated. They, I'll be devastated. They really. I don't will. like when teams move. Really. I mean, listen. There are some that make sense. Like the Raiders. Like your stadium is horrible. It's sucking money out of you to try and keep it obtained. And Oakland's not going to do anything to help you build another one. Las Vegas is a really good place for that franchise, just from like the image that that whole franchise is. 
Um, um but <laughs> I just got to fix that. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so no, but but you can't move the Jets, and please don't move the Bills. No, but so your take on what I said about what they should have done in the last draft is the first thing I want to ask you. Do you do you agree there, or were you like, nah, get rid of Sam? Well, no, I think get a quarterback. I, I think everyone. I mean, I don't know. Like, I don't watch much ESPN anymore. I don't know what they were saying. What they? Nobody they, cares. I know ESPN. they all put in their mock drafts that Zach Wilson will go there. But that doesn't mean I thought they should. Yes, that's just that's what um, we all knew they were going to do. But like, no, like here's the thing: the Dolphins are in a great situation yeah. because you're a quarterback away. You are the you are the man away, mm-hmm. which means once he's here, assuming Tua doesn't grow, mm-hmm. uh, let's give him some time, right, Dom? Let's give him some time. I'm out. Uh, I'm done. <laughs> it's over. But you are you are that you are the man away. From being a playoff, if not Super Bowl contender, that's the way to do it. If you, oh yeah, you can build a team. Here's the thing. Also, if you build a team that can compete despite having maybe a mediocre quarterback, people want to play there. Oh yeah. Hey man, like sort for example, like a Matt Stafford. Like I bet he was like, yo, I'd love to go to Miami right now, mm. but he went to L.A. I mean, there was a reason there was talk about Aaron going to Miami, Brady going to Miami. That's where Deshaun sure. Watson wants to go. And I think, well, I think a lot of that had to do with at least the Tom Brady one, Brian Flores, you know, familiarity. He, there was talk he wanted to go to Florida anyway because yeah. of the better weather, um, but he picked Tampa, yeah. which I also like understand. You know, you're playing with Evans, you play with Godwin, you had OJ Howard. They had a really good O line. They had their defense actually. You know, their defensive numbers don't look great because Jameis turned the ball over so much. But if you look at especially the second half of that year, um, the Tampa defense was coming on really strong. Well, no, they had a, a lot of young guys that were like like Devin White. Um, oh, who's that cornerback? The one that got like burned by Tyreek Hill and then like in the Super Bowl he gave him the piece back. Carlton Davis? I think that's what it was. Or was it Munting Burfitt? I, I just it know, dev- no, it wasn't Murphy. Two? It wasn't Murphy Bunting. It, it was probably Davis then. Okay, I think it was. Um, but like... Yeah, if you paid attention, like they had a lot of a reason to be up about the the Buccaneers. People just saw Jameis and was like, "Well, the Bucs suck." Yeah, people thought. Um, so, I get why Brady went there, but um, I that's kind of the same point though. He went there because there was a team there. They were the man away, but like the Dolphins again, the man away. So if you can, the Jets. I'm sorry, Mister Barstool Man, who I don't remember your name. The Jets are not a quarterback away. They're just not. You need, I mean, you say, we'll give this coach some time, blah, blah, blah. But you need, you need offensive weapons that are better than Corey Davis and Jamison Crowder. They need a lot and of Tevin things. Tevin Coleman. They need a lot of things. Who's your tight end? I, I don't even remember their tight end. I don't know either. But, like, the biggest thing is the, I would say the first place they have to start is the offensive line. That's, okay. that's where that's they fine. that's where they have to start. That that's o, fine. That old line was terrible with Darnold. It's still terrible with Zach Wilson. They're still getting their quarterback killed. So oh, I know yo. You gotta start on the old they line. They were throwing him around yesterday. Oh, I know. And actually I did want to mention um some I would have mentioned it already, but I don't have my notes. <laughs> that like because they were getting after him yesterday, Zach Wilson. Um and that made me think that made me feel good about Hightower, because Hightower looked good yesterday after being kind of absent from game one. So I just want I just want to put that high tower thing out there. High tower looked good. Yeah, I got you. I got you. Um, but yeah, I, listen, 
the poor kid, he's not even that big either, but it doesn't even matter big. I mean, Luck couldn't take it after a while. Deshaun Watson's had multiple injuries. Kyler Murray's short. Kyler Murray, yeah, but his whole line's not terrible. Well, uh, you I'm just, just talking I'm about... Not, I'm saying it doesn't... Size but, isn't a big deal. If I, you're taking, I guess it, if you're running no, for no, your life. No, if you're taking abuse, it is a big deal. I guess if you're running for your life. No, it, it's a big deal. It's a big deal. If you're getting hit way too much, it matters. And Zach Wilson's small. So maybe, they're, they're gonna, maybe he's pliable. Maybe he's on that TB12 <laughs> method. I, he needs to be. He needs to figure something out. But anyway, from this talk, the Zach Wilson talk, we're going to transition to another thing. I have sort of a theory about what's about to happen in the NFL, and it's already starting to happen. And this is very good news for Zach Wilson, actually, too. In about three to four years. Yeah, in about three to four years. Sam Darnold's going through this right now. The quarterback market, well, we all, we've all heard the things of, you know, like, especially if you're, if you're actually for private, you know, sector and actually like free markets, though, you know, an our age group for whatever reason that's going out of style. Um, the market has a way of always correcting itself, right? right Jesse? Sure. You're, you're a free market guy. Sure. Yeah, see? It works. The NFL quarterback market is ridiculous right now, overpriced. Kirk Cousins making way too much money. Josh Allen gets paid a ton. Now all of a sudden, the Browns might have to pay... Baker Mayfield, $35 million. Lamar might get $38 million. And then I think we all kind of... After that last night's game, yeah, I think he's getting $30 million. I know. and Not I, even because I think he earned it. but And, and like, I get... I, I struggle with Lamar because he's really talented and they win a lot of games. I just think you can't win a Super Bowl with that because at the end of the day when there's three minutes left to go or two minutes left to go in a game and you're down by three and they have to throw the ball, I just... I don't have confidence that Lamar can do it. Dumb. Last night... They were down by five with a few minutes to go. And he led them downfield against supposedly one of the best teams in football. He did. He did. It was a coming out party for Lamar. It really was. <laughs> so, I, listen, I could be wrong. That's why you said maybe now he gets the deal. But, like, when you know he has to throw, I still worry that he's not good enough to do it. It really helped that they completely blew coverage on Marquise Brown. Yeah. And actually, I, I talked trash about him after that play last night because Marquise Brown had to turn around, stop, and like reach down for it. However, he was under pressure and literally made a jump throw. So I will take back that criticism of that being a bad throw. Okay. I just have my doubts when you know he has to throw. Baker Mayfield, come on, guys. Come on. Come on. The Browns roster is loaded. Baker's a nice quarterback. He's a franchise guy, a lower-end one, though. He's another one. Like When Baker has to throw, and everybody knows he has to throw, his... Your, your chances of winning plummet mm. a lot. Mm. Uh, they did not look good in the Chiefs game once they knew that Baker had to throw. So, And yet Baker's going to have to get paid maybe $35 million, even though I think most people don't think, other than delusional Browns fans, um, I think most people don't think Baker's worth that kind of money. But here's my thing. The quarterback. We have never been more impatient with our young quarterbacks. We've never asked them to do more right away. And I think it's going to start something. Reclamation Project quarterbacks i think it's going to become a big thing in the nfl we've already seen it now with ryan Tannehill, Jameis winston in uh, new orleans with the saints now let's see if sean payton can do anything with that and sam darnold as i mentioned in carolina where these teams realize that for whatever reason maybe they're in a transition they don't have a high enough pick to get a quarterback or maybe they're stuck with a guy like you know like a baker mayfield or a daniel jones uh right now for the giants where they just kind of think He's not good enough 
to pay him the money that the market is saying that we have to pay him. And Kirk Cousins' deal is really the thing that got this started and kind of ruined all of this. But I think the NFL is about to become, I, I think the NFL market is about to correct itself with this. Reclamation project quarterbacks are going to be a big thing. Um, if Zach Wilson fails with the Jets, like I say he's going to, he's going to fail because the Jets are terrible. Uh, he's a prime candidate for this. If the Giants give up on Daniel Jones, he's a prime candidate. Uh, the Steelers have done this now with Dwayne Haskins, who looked pretty good in the preseason. He's the backup. Um, he had all the tools coming out of college, except he didn't have a ton of starts. He went to a bad franchise, and they asked him to play right away, even though even his own coach, Urban Meyer, actually, inter- interview said he wasn't ready yet. That's your own head coach in college being like, Do you know he's why he said yet. he wasn't ready yet? Was it, it skill or... His um, him as a person. Um, he didn't go into it too much like that. He just said he's not there yet. He said he's close, but he's not there yet. Now you can interpret that any way you want. Maybe Urban was talking about a maturity. Maybe Tar- Urban was talking about the fact is Haskins only started one year in college. So, but for whatever way, his own head coach in college literally came out and said that, and yet they had him play right away. Now the Steelers have him as the backup, and there's a very good chance he's going to get a chance to play uh, once Big Ben retires. Which he should retire. I mean, he can get benched this year. That could happen too. Yeah, they lost yesterday. Yeah, they did. They did lose yesterday. And even in that Bills game, the offense wasn't that good. They blocked a punt. <laughs> <laughs> so reclamation project quarterbacks, I think, are going to be a big thing now in the NFL. No, that's an interesting thought. Um, especially because, like, yo, I mean, there's always been, at least for a couple of years now, Fitzmagic bouncing from team to team. And all that. He's had some success um, through some teams. So maybe, I mean... Yeah, I think uh, Kirk, you're probably right with the Kirk Cousins thing. Was really maybe it was this domino that started this because, yeah, people don't want teams don't want to give that guaranteed money to the most important guy on the field and be stuck with him when it doesn't work out. Oh yeah. Oh by the way, guess who did that? And now they had to bail on their quarterback, the Rams. Paid Jared Goff a ton of money. They should have called me. <laughs> the Rams paid Jared Goff a ton of money, and then two years later realized, oh. He's not the guy. Oh, no. Oh, no. We're screwed. But luckily, you're Los Angeles, and you can get things done, and money, money's not a thing. Yeah, unless it's like... A they have pay- one of the richest no. owners in the NFL. If you are, unless you have a Peyton Manning, a Patrick Mahomes, a Tom Brady, a man that you know, that you know, like, come on, this guy, this guy by himself wins games. This guy makes up for our mistakes. You really shouldn't you give him anything, to yeah. be honest. Not to say like these kids don't like Baker Mayfield doesn't deserve some money, Lamar doesn't deserve some money, but like to take the chance. Like if you're gonna give Baker Mayfield, let's say, I don't know, six years, however many thirty plus million dollars, like per, yeah, like that's you are in how you're handicapping your team. That's what they're doing. And you know, here's the thing: it's not even like if you give them that contract, it's not the worst thing in the world if you can really hinder that guaranteed money but like no one wants to do that anymore no they will fight for every penny which like you know they deserve to do good for them for getting that but yeah i mean this could be really be the future i think you have a point here of like well i'm not gonna i don't think baker mayfield or lamar is really good enough to drive this franchise and he wants that money i'm gonna take my chance on a guy that like has been here in the NFL for a little bit and can maybe try again. Yeah, and a t- as I said, a Tyrod Taylor, a 
Well, yeah, but Tyrod's so old, he's not an F reclamation. I'm talking about specifically younger guys who, in their first chance, didn't work. And Good I think for you, Josh Rosen. There's still a chance for you. I think, I, think <laughs> I don't think there is for that one. But I mean, I, it just—it's this funny thing where I think the NFL is starting to get it. Well, no, we, I mean, we give kids, and I mean, we're still kind of still really young, but like I'm smarter at 25 and much more mature than I was at 2021. 20, and we give kids breaks all the time for mistakes and maybe not working out the first place they go to or job or screwing this up, screwing that up. And yet, for some reason, in the NFL. We take these quarterbacks out of college, give them two or three years, they don't work, and then we all just decide it's over, bailing on well, them, that it's not going to work. I don't know. No, I wouldn't say it's quite that harsh because this I think people, it has. I think it has been no, until this recently. Pe- this people, yeah, we trashed Fitzpatrick with Miami. He's crap. This guy sucks. And yet he's bounced from team to team, and yet he's earned the nickname Fitch Magic. And like, I still would never trust him to guide a franchise to the playoffs and beyond, <clears throat> but he's. He's learned some things as for these teams. Yeah, but, but Tyrod. I bring up Tyrod Taylor. He is old, and he's not really, like you know, he doesn't fit into the mold that I'm talking about. He peaked a little bit ago, mm. um, but also he was a guy who I thought was pretty good. Never got his chance. He just was kind of in a crap situation. He brought Buffalo to the playoffs, but then they decided it's time for a rebuild. Let's start again. So he got kind of bounced, mm. and then he got almost. Then they tried to murder him <laughs> with the Chargers. But hey. He almost won two games with the Texans so far. Yeah, that's true. And um, like a Teddy Bridgewater. I felt so bad for that man. Um, again, he's a little older at this point, but like he was someone who actually he didn't. He had a real chance with Minnesota, but he got screwed because of an injury. But now he's still getting his chance. So this whole idea of taking chances with uh, – quarterbacks that have maybe tried and failed with other franchises it's not a new idea but i think really this thing with the kirk cousins and his contract has really maybe accelerated it um i get what you're saying but i think mine's a little different because you're talking about older guys that people bring in to like be, no but tyra taylor be, is bounced but, 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 and but bridgewater like, has bounced a couple times at yeah this but point. the reason they're bouncing is because people are using them as like a, a transition a, qb yeah they're a transition qb i'm talking about you bring in these younger guys who failed in their first chance, but you're bringing them not to be a transition QB. You're bringing them with the idea that they might actually, you might actually be building around this player. Hey, I think you should, teams should have sort of built around Tyrod and Bridgewater. Maybe it's a little late now yeah, for that, now. obviously. But I just think like, but it's but it's not about your personal opinion on this. What I'm saying is what happened in the past. What the NFL has been doing and what the NFL has been doing with those kind of guys is they're bringing them as bridge guys. What I'm saying now is I, I believe, I truly believe Carolina is committed to Sam Darnold and wants to see if he's someone they can build around long term. I think the Saints are committed to Jameis Winston and want to see this year if he's a guy that they can like be the franchise quarterback and build around. Ryan Tannehill, they've done that in Tennessee. Um, I think this has become a really big thing in the NFL now. So. Okay. Uh, I wouldn't call it maybe quite a big thing yet because we still had that draft where we drafted Mac Jones, Zach Wilson, Trey Lance, yeah, but uh, it's, it's Trevor coming. Lawrence. I think it's coming. Sure. And all it takes is... They don't even, I think some teams are on that, but getting on that bus, some teams are still living in the past. Yeah, but you know the NFL is a copycat league, and to me, all it takes is for either Sam Darnold or Jameis Winston to work, and then it's going to start. Here's, here's the big one. No, no, the big three that are going on right now. Sam Darnold, Jameis Winston, Dwayne Haskins. 
Watch what happens. I'll believe it when I see it with Dwayne. I know, I get you. But if even one of them works, and I mean like really works, which I think Sam could in Carolina, it's going to become, I, I think it's about to become a thing. And it's going to be the way the market's going to correct itself on this ridiculous overpayment that they have for quarterbacks. Mm-hmm. My thing on the quarterback is, you have to be able, you can't, you can't ask a quarterback to win the game by himself every week or something, but you have to be able to overcome certain things at least a couple of times a season to get us wins. Do you know what I mean? Yes. I need to be able to ask you three, four times a season, hey, we got mad injuries this week. Hey, the game plan's not working at all this week. Hey, we're down by seven in the fourth quarter. Figure it out. And you got to be able to figure it out a couple of times. You have to be able to carry the team at least a couple of times in a season for me to say you're worth $35 million, that you're the guy at quarterback. That's what it comes down to to me. I also think these these quarterbacks need to realize that, like, no matter how good you are, your team's not going to win a Super Bowl if you are getting paid an exorbitant amount of money. Yeah, it's just not that's true because you don't have anyone to throw it to, you don't have anyone to hand it off to, you don't have anyone to protect you, and you have no one maybe on the other side of the ball to help you out. I mean, that's why the Niners trounced the Packers a couple of years ago in that NFC Championship game. Sure, the <laughs> roster well, for what, the Niners was just well, so that's, much better. That's part of the. I mean, you know, I don't think Kirk Cousins gives you a good chance to win a Super Bowl. No. But his big pay no. is part of the reason that they're not actually taking any step forward whatsoever. Oh, yeah. Years. Yeah, it handicaps what they can do. Yeah. yeah these guys got to realize that. And that's why that's why the market's going to correct themselves. Because teams are going to be like, I'm sick, of, I'm sick of the fact that because I paid this quarterback, I can't win a Super Bowl. Yo, there was a meme about it. It's like they, all these quarterbacks are asking themselves, uh, or... Uh, like, how does Tom Brady make the Super Bowl every year? How does he do it? And then he takes, like, huge pay cuts and all this stuff. And they're like, oh, my God, how does he do it? Because it's not – he knows – he understands. It's not about him. Yeah. He has the sexiest position on the field. They're going to talk about him all the time. He's well, going like, to get the most praise. He's well, going like, to get the praise first. But, like but he said, knows it's not about him. Yeah. And like I said, three or four times a year, three or four times a year, maybe in a playoff game, overcome, be the guy, be the difference, be the thing itself. But you can't do it. For every single game, you need help. Everybody needs help. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. I mean, they still are the most important position on the field because of what the NFL has become. But if they, they, they need to realize, the quarterbacks themselves need to realize that they can't think that way. No. no Humble no. yourselves. Humble yourselves. All right. We should move on. We are. From that, Jesse. Me. Baseball race. I'm going to let you get us started here. Hell um, yeah. What is going on here in the playoff race? Oh, it's getting, I jump in. It's getting crazy. It's getting, it's getting, it's getting insane. It's getting tight. It's get teams are coming out of nowhere that were dead a month ago. Yeah. Uh, we're gonna start with. I went to the NHL app for some reason. Uh, we're gonna start with the AL wild card talk. Yeah. Um. Of course. Right now. Of course. Uh, Red Sox owning the top spot, a game ahead of Toronto, and they are currently two and a half. All right, a game and a half ahead of the Yankees, two ahead of Oakland. Four ahead of Seattle, but it's really kind of about three teams at this point. Red Sox, Toronto, Yankees. Yes. Boy, I, listen, there's, there's a couple of weeks still to go, guys, but uh, on this show, at least for the for the American League, our little predictions there on baseball are looking real good right now, aren't they? Little yeah. Bit. I mean, we, little, little bit. The Yankees could still slide in, but we said we that whole we big still, winning streak, we, like, we don't buy to, it. We expected them to come back down to earth, and they very much have. Yeah. Um, which oh my god! I saw Yankee fans during that that streak all over Twitter. 
Remember how you left us for dead in April? Blah, 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 blah. I'm like, bro, we still left you. We still think you're dead. I just don't see the talent on that roster. Well, even like I, it's even not coherent. The people, the people they brought in, Rizzo and um, you brought Gallo. Two, you brought two guys in who are the exact same, and they also have been kind of crap. Yeah, I know they haven't even played that well. No, but anyway, so the Sox are in that top spot. We believed in Toronto, at least I did, especially even when they got a little bit cold after their hot start uh, to start the second half. Now Toronto owns that second wild card. Here's the good news. Here's the here's the great news for the uh, for the Red Sox. You got the New York Mets for two games, and then you got the Yankees, which that's tough. Then you get the lovely Baltimore Orioles again for three games, and then you get to finish with the Washington Nationals. So the Red Sox, schedule-wise, are in a sensational, sensational spot right now. Um, Much better than some of the other teams. Uh, Toronto gets the Rays next for three, then the Twins, then they'll have to play the Yankees. They do get to finish with Baltimore, though, um, at least... So at some point, a lot of these teams are all going to play each other, except the Red Sox don't play um, Toronto. Yankees have Texas. Thank God. Yeah. Yankees have Texas right now, then Boston, then they have to play Toronto. By the way, those are both away, and then they have to go play the Rays. So the Yankees have the hardest schedule of anyone in the American League left, as they're a game and a half back. So, <laughs> I mean, you know, I'm not, I'm not so saying anything. Garrett I'm, Cole I don't want to jinx, 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 jinx it. I don't want to jinx it. Did he really? He got booed off the mound at Yankee Stadium. Oh, did he really? Oh, I know. The Indians smacked them. The Indians smacked the uh, Yankees up twice in this series, I think. Well, they're not a very good team, actually. Oh, yeah, so the Indians scored 11 runs on Saturday and 11 runs on Sunday. Which, by the way, brings me to a great thing on Toronto. Listen, I buy Toronto 100%. Between bringing in Barrios now, I've said it before. I'll say it again on the show. I think they're the best team in the American League East. I really do. They just did not, didn't, they were young. It took them a while to gel. They're the best offense in baseball. Their offense is absurd. Between. In all of baseball? Better than the Dodgers? Yes, definitely better than the Dodgers. Between Bo Bichette, they have two MVP caliber guys. Bo Bichette's raking two, but Marcus Simeon and Guerrero. Guerrero should win the MVP, in my opinion. He's on a triple crown watch. Guerrero, Teoscar Hernandez, Marcus Simeon, George Springer. This offense is is absurd. Absurd. They went through a stretch, was it last week or two weeks ago, um, when they were in the middle of that crazy, crazy winning streak to get themselves back into it. Uh, They had a doubleheader in which they scored 11 runs in both, and then they scored 22 runs the next day. They scored 42 runs in two days. That's absurd. I think it was, it was, because we made the joke on Sunday uh, that they outscored the New England Patriots. Oh, they outscored a couple of football teams that day. They outscored. They outscored Aaron Rodgers and the Green Bay Packers. They scored the Jets. That's the Jets. <laughs> so yeah, the American League Wild Card coming down. Crazy, crazy times. Jesse, what are your thoughts on the American League Wild Card? How this is going to finish up? Uh, honestly, uh, I think Toronto probably takes the top spot just based on how hot they are. Because like we are the Red Sox. I'm still not very satisfied. They've gotten it together a little bit. I know you're not. But there's still, like, oh, dude. I mean, actually, the past week, the bullpen has been pretty good. That's part of the part of the is because the COVID is, they're getting control of the COVID. So there's more of their regular everyday players. But still, like, I have no faith in that bullpen. Mm. The rotation still leaves a bit to be desired, despite the fact that Sale is back and seems to be his normal self. Evaldi is playing well. But then, like, 
it does fall off after that badly. Yeah, like Pavetta, you know, Pavetta's second half has been bad. Erod's second half has been bad. Who else exists? But, that's, but we got we got the easiest stretch left. No, I of know. The three teams. But like, I I I I think you're making the wrong. I just think it's Red Sox. Oh, it's gonna Red Sox are gonna go to Toronto. Probably gonna lose to Toronto for that one game. Oh, I, I agree there. Uh, but I do think it's gonna be Toronto and the Red Sox. Like, come on, Yankees! Like, you <laughs> you have you have embarrassed yourself with this year. You should have been sellers. We would respect you more if you were sellers. At you the know deadline. what? I, I, res- I listen. I am all for being aggressive in sports. I actually think that's the better thing to do. Yeah, but it can hurt you when you're you in know, a bad situation. What I didn't understand about the Yankees was why did you make two moves that were almost the exact same? If you want to be aggressive and go for it, bring in one bat and bring in a starter because you need it. Why did they were like, no, 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 we're going to spend the farm just on two home run guys, which, by the way, has been our offensive philosophy for a while now, and it hasn't really fruited them any championships or anything. But to bring in two guys that are almost the exact same. They upgraded first base defense. No, I know. But you and still then brought- screwed over Luke Voigt to do it. Yeah, but not like, happy. But that's what I'm saying is, why didn't you bring? A, if you're going to go for it, being that aggressive, why don't you bring in a bat and a pitcher? Why did you bring in two bats that are very similar? That was the thing that made me just be like, "What? Why? Are they very similar? At least Rizzo gets singles. He does, but they're both, especially now later in Rizzo's career, he's a low average guy. Sure, with pop. Sure, but Gallo was always Gallo is like he had 100 home runs before he had 100 singles. Joe, Joey Gallo's another level. He's a softball player, but <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, but that's that's the thing that was just for me. I just didn't understand. All right, from that we're gonna go to the National League real quick, where the St. Louis Cardinals are back from the absolute dead on the heels of the Cardinals do this all the time. They're so boring though. I'm so bored of the Cardinals. They, they do this all the time though. One of the most uninteresting teams in no, baseball. No, but, but, but they, they get these guys that are just playing. You just you look at the roster and you're like, how is this working? John Lester and J.A. Happ are what they brought in the deadline. They're, Don't disrespect John Lester. He's old, man. Put some respect on that name. <laughs> and somehow they're getting it done. Adam Wainwright has magically turned back the clock and is a fringe Cy Young candidate. Despite the fact that, you know, in the days of... Everyone being electric and throwing 95, Adam Wainwright's throwing 90. Looked like he was done just a couple of years ago, and all of a sudden, somehow was turned back the clock and is amazing again. Um, I love my guy, Paul Goldschmidt. He's carrying the offense. He's, he's still good. But it, it is after that. It's Arenado and O'Neal, Tommy O'Neal. Like, uh, it's just, I don't understand it. I don't get it, but I the Cardinals I mean, do this every single year. A lot of it has to do with... The collapse of the other teams. We'll get yeah, to that. The the Reds tripping over themselves once they're actually in a position, and San Diego shooting themselves in the foot for the past two months. That's a nice way to say that. Um, the Padres collapsed. The Padres drove a car straight off a cliff. Is mm-hmm. what they did. I got the numbers here. We, we got a little, little special deep dive on the Padres in a few. Uh, just saying. Um, so I don't want to bring up too many of the Padres stuff. Uh, but, but they drove off a cliff. They're not good. So here's the other thing, though. Um, the, NF, uh, the NFC, the NL East, the Philadelphia Phillies. I wrote them off as dead. They won a bunch of games. Then they were bad again. I was very, very vindicated. And all of a sudden, they've won a bunch of games again. And now they find themselves just two games back of the Braves 
um, for the division. So the Phillies now have uh, got themselves back in. I still don't buy it. I still don't think it's going to happen. I don't think they're going to finish it off. I still think the Braves uh, are the better team. Um, but yeah, they've, they've found themselves back in because the Braves have uh, have struggled a bit. But uh, the Cardinals, uh, eight-game win streak, as I said. They lead the wild card by three games over the Reds, Phillies then three and a half, and the Padres three and a half back as well. So St. Louis winning all these games sometimes means that the nosedive is coming, but there's only two weeks left. Um, at this point, are you saying the Cardinals are going to do it? Yeah, because that's just how they... They're always in it, and I hate it. You know, I love it. They're so boring. You know, I love this, though. Why? Because the Cardinals always beat the Dodgers in the playoffs. Uh, I mean, they're going to throw out, what, Adam Wainwright for that one game against Max Scherzer? I'm picking Max Scherzer. Listen, this is what the Cardinals do. I'm picking the offense with Mookie Betts, Trey Turner. Listen, I know the Dodgers Justin are way better Turner. on paper, but the Padres should be way better on paper than them, Will too. Will Smith. So, listen, I'm just I'm I'm not predicting it. I'm just saying this is what the Cardinals do. And they beat the Dodgers I'm in the sure. playoffs sometimes. Wouldn't listen, that be hilarious? I'm annoyed cuz I'm just sick of the Cardinals and I I wanted the Reds. I really Dodgers, did. Dodgers 16 games up on everybody else in the wild card race. 96 and 54. What if they lost a one game playoff to a team that's 79 and 69 right now? Listen. I would love that. <laughs> it would be, it I I know be. if it is Cardinals, I'm rooting for the Cardinals in that one game. Obviously. But, like, ugh. I'm just sick of them. I'm so bored of them. Okay. It's just what I like. I wanted the Reds, man. I got you. I personally wanted the Reds. I love those players. I love that team. Those I, those players and that team. Castellanos, Castellanos was an MVP candidate for a little while. Sure. Yeah. But no. that team has personality. It does. It does. I, I'm a little disappointed, too. I kind of wanted to see the Reds. All right, guys. We are getting ready to wrap it up pretty soon here. We're going to take a quick break. We're really? going to quickly should, talk about I mean, should we bother ah uh, you're right you're right just transition this into the darwin yeah oh right, well, you're not gonna talk about no it just makes sense to transition this into the darwin doesn't right. it yeah we'll, we'll do that all right so guys we were talking about the mlb race uh from that we'll do our weekly tommy update after that but guys we're gonna do the darwin award right now yeah jesse let's go drum roll please this week's darwin award winner is the San Diego Padres. Oh, my God. Why? Because, because the Padres did what they did in 2015, and now they've redone it here in 2021. Whereas, let's take an average team and try and win a World Series or at least win a deep postseason playoff run only on the offseason in acquisitions. And so far, it has got them three games over 500, 20, ga- 20 and a half games back of their division, three and a half games now back of the wild card trailing the Reds. They have been 15-27 and 27 since the start of August. Mm. So it's funny. The Padres, did A.J. Preller even, isn't it the same GM who did this to the Padres in 2015? I'm pretty sure it is. Maybe. Yeah, it was Preller, it was Preller both times. A.J. Preller literally went and made the same mistake again. 2015, oh my gosh, they won the offseason. They're still average. 2021, they won the offseason. Oh, my gosh. They're going to challenge the Dodgers. Then you're three games over 500, and you blew the farm system to do it. So San Diego Padres right now, they have got to be my Darwin Award winner. Are they blowing up on each other in the dugout? Yep. Yep. Fernando Tatis and Manny Machado getting into a fight a couple of days ago. I don't know what to make of that. 
I feel like that kind of stuff happens more than we realize in baseball. No, I did see we it. usually just don't see it happen publicly like that, but... I saw a little quote from uh, Kurt Schilling, uh, patronizing figure, but like he had, a, he had a good point. He's like, this is good. He was like, Padres fans, this is good. This happens about once a month for good teams. And like, I don't think they'll really make the playoffs. I don't think they'll be a good team this year. But like... Because what I got from that conversation, apparently Manny Machado was, because, I mean, the umpire was bad all night, and mm-hmm. Fernando Tatis was starting to argue balls and strikes near the end of the game. Mm-hmm. So Manny Machado tried to pull him aside and be like, yo, you can't do that. Yeah, we need you. Yeah, no, that's what it is. We need you on this field. We need you in that box. You can't be doing shit like that. And he put it was like, stuff like that. Uh, Oops. Oh, crap. That's uh, okay. Um, <laughs> so, uh, one slip. Yeah. Uh, but he's like, this isn't about you. And Fernando Tatis, being a young kid, seemed to just huff and puff it off. But, like, this could be a good thing. You're the Darwin Award right now, but maybe it's setting you up for success later. But to me, they have to be the Darwin Award. Because, for this year. Because not only is it that you did it now, it's the fact that you did it five years ago. And it didn't work out then, and it's almost looking like the same result again this year. I love teams being aggressive, but be aggressive at the right time. I don't like teams, because it never works, trying to taking an average team and then being like, we're going to buy a title in the off season. I just bring in a bunch of people. I feel like it never works. San Diego has done it again. It's not working. I got some of the guys that they gave up. So in order to get uh, Jose Musgrove, they give up a trio of prospects. The biggest one being um, Hudson Heed, an outfielder, 20 years old. He's a top ranked prospect, five tool type of guy that could end up hurting them down the line. Uh, the biggest one, Rays, stop doing trades with the Rays, especially for their pitchers. They know pitching. Brought in Blake Snell. They gave up Luis Patino, the number three ranked uh, prospect in their organization. 22nd ranked in all of baseball. Patino is already pitching at the major league level for the Rays. He's been a little hot and cold, but his numbers have actually been better than Blake Snell's. And if the Rays want your pitcher, usually they know something. Uh, They gave up. Cole Wilcox, the number seven ranked guy in their organization, another pitcher. Uh, again, very nice tools. Uh, projects as maybe a number three or number two starter. Patino projects as maybe a two or a one uh, someday in the future. And the icing on the cake, the biggest one to me, the one that I was just like, why are you doing this? This man is old. I know he's coming off a career year, but he's old and he's going to, the cliff is coming. You Darvish. And he's. After a good start to the season, he's kind of been a liability the rest of the way. Uh, they gave up Reginald Prasado. Now, he's only 17 years old, but he's already ranked 11th in the Padres organization as far as their prospects, which, by the way, if you know anything about when they rank your prospects, usually with the way baseball works, it's so developmental that they wait until you're older and closer to the bigs before they start putting you like in the high rankings of the teams. Even if they really liked you when they drafted you, they still wait till you're closer to the bigs. So to be 17 years old and already be just outside of what was a deep prospect pool in the Padres, be ranked just outside their top 10 means a lot. And I know he's years away, but still, to be that high already, that's a lot. Then they gave up Owen Cassie, number 13, uh, Ismael Mayana, number 15, and Yesen Santana, number 16. So you have literally ranked prospects all up and down that they just gave up. And the thing with baseball is it's such a crapshoot. It's about depth of your prospects because 
you never know which ones are going to pan out and which ones aren't. So you gave up. I mean, listen, between Heed, Cassie, Miana, Santana, Prasado, uh, Wilcox, Patino, you have three guys in the top 10, and the rest of those guys I mentioned are just outside of their top 10 pool. Oh, Francisco Mejia, too. I forgot. He, he the catcher, also went to the Rays. Who was Tom Drake at one point? Um, he hasn't done great at the major league level, so his values dropped off a little bit. But, I mean, depleting this minor league system so you could go 73, uh, 76 and 73 and probably miss the playoffs. So, Jesse, do you have anything to add to that? No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so that is, that, why, that is why the San Diego Padres are this week's Darwin Award winner. Congratulations. You did it. All right. All right. We can one last thing. Yes. Weekly Tommy update. Let's go. All right. This Sunday, Tom Brady got to play with his favorite toy, the Atlanta Falcons, and he <laughs> made them look foolish. Although Falcons, you know, they put up some points. They made it a game a little bit. I hate the Falcons so much. They cost me a perfect day of betting. <laughs> but though those Falcons, they did what they do, and they let Tom Brady march all over him. He went 24 for 36. 276 yards. I actually was surprised that he didn't reach the 300-yard threshold with the fact that he'd had five touchdown passes on the day. Tom Brady once again making the Atlanta Falcons look foolish. And that has been your weekly Tom Brady update. Weekly Tommy update. So anyway, guys, thank you very much for tuning in this episode. As I said, we have an Instagram page now, just the name of the show, Slow Your Roll. Uh, Anyone listening, they want to... Send us anything, messages to the show, anything we want us to talk about, let me know. Um, we got a Facebook page also up as well under the same name. Uh, slow your roll. Message me on there if you guys have anything to get in contact with. Follow us for content from the show, funny memes, betting picks, anything like that. So thank you very much, guys, and have a good rest of your week. <laughs> <laughs>